0: Question for you. Have you heard of the summer slide before? That term, the summer slide, is thrown around a lot in schools. Teachers will use it, but I don't know if all parents know what it means. So during the school year, when your little one is in school, they make so much progress. They grow in their reading and their math, their writing. It's incredible to see the difference from the first day of school to the last day of school. And then they go on summer vacation and depending on where you live or what your school schedule is like. It might be two months, it might be longer. And they come back to school and teachers notice that these same students who may be left at this level of certain progress come back after the summer at this level. They lose some of the growth that they've made. So we call it the summer slide because they kind of slide down in their growth and in their progress. In fact, I looked it up And if students are not doing anything academic over the summer, there's no reading, they're not practicing any of their skills, they can lose up to two months of reading achievement. That's a lot to think about. They've lost two months of the achievement they made during the school year just because they didn't do anything over the summer. No practicing, no reading. They just kind of slid down and they lost that progress. We as teachers, of course, don't want that to happen. And you as parents, of course, don't want that to happen. And your kids don't want it to happen either. Even if they think that they just wanna do nothing all summer, no academics, they really don't wanna lose that progress. So today, I am gonna share with you six ways that you can help beat the summer slide to make sure that your little one doesn't lose any of their achievement that they've gained during the school year. And these six tips, tips are super easy to implement and they will help your little one feel successful so they are ready for school when it starts back in the fall. Tip number one is to show curiosity for what your little one is interested in. So when they're in school, they have to learn about certain topics. Their teacher will choose the theme, choose the subject, choose the topic, and they have to learn about that, which is great. It's good to expose them to different things. But whatever your little one is super passionate about and interested in, take their lead. And, and investigate that. Read more about that. Do projects about that. Let them be in the driver's seat since for so many things they are not allowed to be in the driver's seat. So let them take control of this. So let's say your kindergartner is super interested in dinosaurs, which is pretty common. Take that opportunity to go to the library and pick out some new dinosaur books or Together, find a dinosaur video on YouTube Kids that you can watch and learn about dinosaurs together. Maybe you sit down and you learn how to draw a dinosaur, dinosaur skeleton together. Maybe, which is really fun, I've done with my kids, you make some dinosaur bones. You can make them out of flour. You can bake them super easy, and then you could hide them maybe outside in the backyard or the front yard or go to the park and have your little one go on a little excavation and they have to find the dinosaur bones. Whatever the case may be, whatever your little one is interested in, follow their lead, show an interest so that you're doing it together, so that it's something that is special for the two of you. When you do this, not only are you encouraging literacy, like reading about the dinosaurs or you could write about the dinosaurs, but you are also helping them with their oral vocabulary because you are talking so much with them. The two of you are collaborating and that is gonna be helpful not only for their oral vocabulary, but also for their reading comprehension because it's all connected. So show an interest in what they're interested in and you'll be amazed at what happens. Tip number two is to share what you're reading with your little one. So if you're watching this and you're a parent, I know you're busy. Doesn't matter if you have one child or you have six, parents are so busy right now. And a lot of us feel like we don't have the time to read a book for ourselves. We're reading to our kids or we're reading for work, and we don't always have time to read a book for ourselves. But I would encourage you to try, to try to read a book in front of your child. Show them that you are reading as well. And yes, we read a lot on our phones, blog posts or Facebook posts, or there's a lot of reading being done, but it's really good to show your child that you're reading an actual book as well, because that's what we want them to read, right? We want them to read books. So we want to model that behavior for them and show them that we're reading. So I right now am reading this book. It's a productivity book called The 12 Week Year. I love nonfiction productivity books. I do try to read fiction books from time to time as well but I will read this book when my kids are reading on their own as well. We call it family reading time or FRT, and we usually have it after dinner. So once we all eat dinner and dinner is cleaned up, we'll head to the living room and everyone is reading their own book. I have two kids and we have done this since my kids were little, even before they could read on their own. They would just flip through the books and look at the pictures, and sometimes we would read to them. But the idea is that they also see you reading because modeling is going to be really what teaches them the importance of reading. You know that phrase, more is caught than taught? That's kind of what I'm talking about here. When we show them that we love reading, instead of preaching to them that they need to be reading and they should choose reading over electronics or TV or screen time, that we're actually modeling that for them by reading our own books, In front of them so share what you're reading obviously not all books that we read are appropriate to discuss with our little ones um but if you can like for this one it's just about setting goals and making sure that you are chasing your dreams and i can share that with my kids i can give them some tips from that so that's kind of fun of course if you can't that's okay too but just letting them see you read a book is really, really important to set them up to be lifelong lovers of reading and of books. The third tip I have for you to beat the summer slide this summer is to make frequent trips to the library. Gosh, I love the library so much. We have been going since my little one, my oldest was a baby and we love to go weekly if we can. There's something about getting fresh books that is just so exciting for our kids. They can go based on what they're interested in. They can search for books online or they can just go and browse the books. They might find a new author or a new series that they love. But just getting that fresh reset of books is so encouraging for them and it makes reading much more exciting. So try to incorporate those library visits if you can. I also wanted to show you something fun that we love to do. Not only do we love to go to the library and get new books, but we like to fill in a little tracker over the summer just to keep track of how many books we've read. Sometimes it's books that I read to my kids. Sometimes it's books that they read on their own now that my kids are getting older and they're able to read independently. But these trackers, super cute, are over on my website, littleslovelearning.com. This one's for June have one for July as well. In fact, I have one for every month of the year, but these are great for summer. They have cute summer pictures on them and they have numbers for the number of days in that month. So you can use these in so many different ways. You could say, okay, let's challenge ourselves to have family reading time every day for the month of June. And if we do, we're gonna color it in. Or you could say, I wanna challenge you to read 30 books this month. Let's see, we'll color in one picture for each book you read or you could say, I want to read you 30 books this month. Let's see if I can read you 30 books. However you want to use these, it's totally up to you, but it's just kind of a fun way to keep track and be proud of all the reading that you're doing in your family. They're blank on the back, so you could, if you wanted to, write down the titles of the books or maybe even the titles of the books that they loved that they would want to read over again. Sometimes it's fun, too, to choose books that have movies that go along with them. So once you read the book, maybe at the end of the month, you have a celebration and you watch the movie that goes along with that series or something like that. Make it a popcorn party, ice cream party, something fun and exciting just to kind of make reading more fun. So like I said, these reading challenges are over on my website. I will link them down below if you're interested, but these are great to incorporate with your library visits to help beat the summer slide. The fourth way to beat the summer slide, I touched on this a little bit earlier, is talking with your child and having experiences with them. So. When we talk about reading and how we get our little ones to become effective readers, there's actually two pieces to it. There's the decoding piece. That's when we teach our little ones, the sounds of the English language and we match them up with the letters. That's all part of phonics. I'm sure your little one is learning that in school, hopefully. And if they're not, you can learn it right here on this channel. I have lots of videos all about that. So we need them to be able to actually decode and read the words. But the second thing we need them to be able to do is understand what they're reading. And that understanding comes from vocabulary development, from having a really strong vocabulary. So when they hear and they talk about different topics, they are learning all of those different words. They're taking that background knowledge and they're putting it in their brains so that when they read a book about that topic, it clicks for them. Has it ever happened to your child? So let's say for example, you went to visit a farm in the fall and you picked pumpkins. That's something fun that a lot of families like to do. So then you were reading a book about picking pumpkins and your little one goes, hey, I remember when we went to the farm and we picked pumpkins, we went on a hay ride and we picked the biggest pumpkin and they have all of these experiences around this book. Pulling in those experiences, that prior knowledge, that background knowledge, into their reading is so crucial for reading comprehension because they will understand it so much better. Compared to a child who maybe has never been to a farm or picked a pumpkin, they'll read the story and maybe they'll start comprehending it, but they're not gonna have that connection to it in the same way. The same thing goes if I'm reading a book about education or teaching reading, I I have a lot of background knowledge on that, I can activate my prior knowledge, I'm making connections, I'm like, oh yeah, I read that same concept in a different book or, oh, I've seen that with my students in the classroom, putting it all together. Whereas if you're going to give me a book about, mm, I don't know, medicine, maybe (laughs) a book a doctor would read, I don't have any background knowledge in that or any interest. And so I would have a really hard time comprehending that text. I couldn't comprehend it in the same way. So when we give our kids experiences as much as we can, we're really setting them up to have strong reading comprehension. Now, before you think, wait, 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 I don't have the money, the time, the resources to go on vacations or go on those trips. It doesn't have to be that way. It's not about having big fancy trips or vacations. What I'm talking about is just experiences. Going to the park is an experience. Going to the library is an experience. Even if you're staying at home, but you set up a sensory experience for your little one. Let's say you fill up a tub with rice and you have them feeling the rice and pouring the rice. That's a sensory experience. Let's say you decide to, you got a pumpkin for Halloween and you decide to make a jack-o'-lantern. Having your little one pull and touch the seeds instead of you doing it just for them is going to give them that sensory experience so that they can then connect that to a book that they read later on. So the sensory experiences, the experiences, the trips, all of it goes together. And the most important part is that you talk about it. You're talking about it with your child. You're helping develop their oral vocabulary. And that is only going to strengthen their reading comprehension when they're reading later on. My fifth tip when it comes to beating the summer slide is to focus on writing during the summer. I think parents are very, very good about reading to their kids during the summer, but not always as consistent about having their kids write during the summer. And I'm not talking about worksheets that you print out from the internet. I'm talking about authentic writing. So maybe this is a pen pal letter or a letter to a grandparent or a family member that lives somewhere else. Maybe this is a grocery list or a thank you note. It could even just be a kind note that they're writing and put in the neighbor's mailbox or leave on somebody's windshield because you're trying to be kind. Anything you can do to have authentic experiences with writing is going to be so much more effective than something like, say, a worksheet that they're just filling in. And I think this writing, it doesn't have to be every day, although it would be great if it was, but just a little bit every day or every couple days is so crucial because not only are they working on their letter formation and hopefully you are helping them form their letters in the correct way. I have other videos about handwriting. I will link them down below because that is definitely a passion of mine, correct handwriting. But you can help them with their handwriting while they're doing this. But you are also empowering them to see themselves as a writer. That's a big deal, especially for a four or five or six year old, to know that they have these ideas in their brain and then they can put them down on paper and someone else can read them. That's so cool. So we wanna empower them to write. Not only is it gonna help them practice their handwriting, it will help them practice their spelling because they're pulling apart the sounds and then they're writing the letters that make those sounds on their paper. All of that is going to help them beat that summer slide and not lose any of their writing progress during the summer. So don't skip that. And the sixth tip when it comes to beating the summer slide is getting a tutor or joining a reading class. Now this is not going to be right for every family, maybe because of costs or time, or maybe your child is making really great growth and you don't feel the need to hire a tutor or go to a reading class and that's okay. But for some students, a tutor is going to be a lifeline for them during the summer so they don't lose their progress or so that they make progress so maybe they can get caught up if they weren't caught up by the end of the year. There is nothing wrong with needing to get some outside help. If you're not sure where to start, you can ask your child's teacher if they have any recommendations for a tutor. I also offer online tutoring and online reading classes. It changes depending on the time of year and the season. So you can always check my website, littleslovelearning.com. I will link it down below and you can see what classes I have available right now. But any time that you can get an outside person to help with your child, if it's not something that you're able to do, that is okay. If you can afford the investment and you have the time, it is going to be one of the best investments that you ever make because I've mentioned this in previous videos, but prevention is so much more important than intervention. If we can prevent these reading problems now, then we won't have to have interventions later on. And if we are at the intervention spot where your child is struggling and they're behind, the sooner you can get intervention, the better. It is much, much better for a student who's struggling in kindergarten to get tutoring now than to wait and say, you know what? It's just kindergarten. They'll probably catch up next year because the likelihood of them catching up is very, very slim. That one-on-one or small group tutoring is going to be the most effective thing you can do for them during the summer. So like I said, check my website, see what I have available this summer or time of year, depending on when you're watching this video. And I'd love to help your child make sure that they're making progress and getting caught up and so that they are developing those foundational reading skills. So those are my six tips to help you beat the summer slide. If you notice, those tips are mostly about reading, literacy. That is obviously my area of expertise, passion, what I love. I love reading, writing, spelling, all of that. So that is definitely what I focused on in this video. I think it's super important that you're also working on math so that your little one doesn't lose those math skills. That is not my area of expertise. So there are other people online who can help you with that. But when it comes to reading, literacy development, These are the tips that you wanna follow so that your little one doesn't lose that progress over the summer. We do not want them to slide down and lose that two months of progress. So just a little bit every day, they can still have a fabulous summer, lots of time off, lots of play. Play is actually an experience as well, so that is really good. But you can still add in that little bit of academics practice so that they don't lose their progress. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at blog. Happy learning!